Welcome to this week's edition of the Nasco Moments Radio Show. We hope your week has been a healthy one as you aspire to partake in the quality life that Nasco provides. Now, do you know where your children are this very moment? As you must have heard several times on this show, our discussions are tailored for you to live and enjoy the quality life optimally. This morning, our attention is focused on a pervasive health challenge that silently affects many people across the world, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. Peptic ulcer disease is generally referred to as ulcer. It is the focus of our discussion this morning for obvious reasons. Peptic ulcer disease refers to painful sores or ulcers in the lining of the stomach or the first part of the small intestine called the duodenum. In addition to the pain caused by the ulcer itself, Peptic ulcers give rise to such complications as hemorrhage from the erosion of a major blood vessel, perforation of the wall of the stomach or intestine with resultant peritonitis, or the obstruction of the gastrointestinal tract because of spasm or swelling in the area of the ulcer. In our society, people who suffer from this ailment are known to eat regularly in a bit to reduce the internal discomfort that comes from the sore within. But how does eating regularly augment the pain caused by the disease? What causes the disease in the first place? Are the pervasive methods used in treating the ailment scientifically accepted? How can the disease be prevented? These questions and many more have agitated our minds on NASCO Moments. We have with us in the studio to provide some answers our guest, Dr. Joshua Sully, a consultant family physician with the Joss University Teaching Hospital. Dr. Sully has gracefully accepted to enlighten us on the causes, treatment, and prevention of peptic ulcer disease. Stay glued to your radio set. We'll be back after this timeout. I'm Hudun Gang. A promise kept. the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers, a promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers, another quality product from Nasco. Dr. Suley, it's good to have you on the Nasco Moment Show. Thank you so much. Um, so what causes peptic ulcer disease? Um, peptic ulcer disease, as we've said earlier on, is a sore in the inner lining of the stomach. And there's a balance between protective mechanisms that help the lining of the stomach. So if there's a breakdown in that mechanism, you get, you know, ulcers or sores in the stomach. So one of the main causes are, are drugs, certain drugs we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, painkillers. For example, you have like a ibuprofen, a cataflam, those can cause ulcers. And then also you have a bacteria, they call helicobacter pylori. It's been found to cause ulcers in 70 to 80 percent of the time. And then people that also have um, excessive acid production um, as a result of certain diseases can also have ulcers. 
And then people that are debilitated, very serious illnesses can also have ulcers. We call like call them stress ulcers. So these are the common causes of ulcers in our environment. When you said ibuprofen, I my eyes opened wide because <laughs> that is a drug that I know and use. Um, what are the symptoms of this disease? Okay, um, ulcers mainly can cause um, like pain in the middle of the chest. Uh, people can complain of pain. They can have bloatedness. Okay, they can vomit. So if the um, ulcer is not complicated, then you can have the pain. But it becomes complicated, then you have things like bleeding, persistent vomiting, um, seeing stool, you know, blood in stool. And then also the person can lose weight. So those are some of the complications. And other people, they may not have any symptom at all and still have, you know, ulcers. Hmm. So you have no symptom at all and you have an ulcer and you don't have symptoms. How, how will it be diagnosed? Especially in elderly people. They can have ulcers. People that have like arthritis, bone pains, and then they take, you know, these painkillers can have ulcers without any symptom. So that's why for those ones, you have to have a high index of suspicion to be able to uh, treat them. Mm. Okay. How serious can the disease get? For example, can you die from it? Yeah, it can get really serious um, if it become com- becomes complicated. As we said earlier, you can have, you know, one of the complications is perforation. That means the ulcer now makes a hole in the lining of the stomach and then it can erode into a blood vessel. So the person can bleed to death. You know, in other instances, you can have the ulcers become, you know, chronic. They eventually can become cancers. So these are, you know, things, potential things that can cause death in people that have ulcers if it's not diagnosed on time and then treated well. But I'm still concerned about um, you saying some of them, uh, some of them have no symptoms. So if there are no symptoms and it can end up being so serious, then how do we get to know that we have this ulcer? Yeah. In trying to make the diagnosis, one, as I said, especially in the group of elderly people, you need to have a high index of suspicion. So if elderly people come, um, complain of bloatedness, for example, or they see some changes in their stool while they are taking painkillers, then my index of suspicion goes very high. Mm -hmm. So in those particular group of people, I have to be very careful, make sure I do a thorough job in knowing what they are taking to help me, you know, make the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Who is more likely to suffer from this disease and why? Yeah, people that take um, alcohol, smoke, you know, um, take um, painkillers without prescription. Those are people that can, you know, um, get ulcers because smoking alcohol distorts the chemicals, you know, secretions that help to protect the line of the stomach. So people that persist in these, you know, risk factors can, you know, can get ulcers. People that are sick, you know, I mean, really, really sick in the hospital, and get what we call stress ulcer. Those are some of the risk factors associated with ulcers. Mm, so you said if we take painkillers without prescription, yeah. what about the regular painkillers that we know when we take? Uh, sometimes nobody would think of going to a doctor to get yeah. a painkiller for a simple ailment yeah. at home. So are those simple painkillers also uh, things that we should actually go to a doctor to get? Not really, not really. No, you don't have to go to uh, the doctor to get the prescription, but it's a caution, especially people that have, you know, uh, conditions that warrant them taking painkillers persistently. Okay. By the time you're taking painkillers for a week, two weeks, more than that, then your risk of 
you know, ulcers, you know, goes up. So for those ones, it's better to get, um, you know, a doctor or healthcare worker to follow up to make sure that um, the risk of ulcers are, you know, minimized. All right. Um, is is the disease hereditary? No. Um, there are certain forms of ulcers that can be hereditary, but major majority of the times they are not hereditary. They're something, you know, lifestyle, you know, related diseases, basically. What are those ones that are hereditary? Well, um, technically, there's a particular, you know, ulcer that induces, like more like a cancer of um, of the stomach, that can induce a lot of acid. We call it Zollinger Ellison syndrome. You know, that's a technical term, but you can have hereditary component to that particular, you know, um, disease. So there are not so much of them that are hereditary. Most of the time, they're environmental factors. Earlier on, you mentioned uh, producing a lot of acid. Do, do you have people who naturally produce a lot of acid in their body? Um, you know, the acid aids the digestion of certain foods that we eat. Um, so there's a balance between, you know, the coating, the lining that helps prevent, you know, the acid eroding, you know, the lining of the stomach. So if you have too much acid or the lining, you know, protection is low, you can have ulcers. So you can have some people, you know, secrete more acid than you know, than uh, normal. Um, so those two are predisposed to having ulcers. But by and large, you know, the main, one of the main factors causing ulcers now is the bacteria I talked about, um, you know, where you can treat them. So those are major, major causes of ulcers, you know, uh, that's been found recently. All right, this is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Today we're talking about the causes, treatment, and prevention of peptic ulcer disease. Join us as we continue with the doctor after this break. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show, and we have been discussing causes, treatment, and prevention of peptic ulcer disease with our guest, Dr. Joshua Sule, a consultant family physician with the Joss University Teaching Hospital. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more now about the diagnosis of yeah. peptic ulcer. How is it diagnosed? Um, for people that have peptic ulcer disease, um, in terms of diagnosis, you have to meet, you know, a healthcare provider, a doctor, to take a good history, do a physical examination on the person, and then from those two, you begin to have an idea, you know, what may be uh, causing it. Now, if you want to make a definitive diagnosis, there are, uh, there are tests you have to do. For example, call one endoscopy. Um, it's basically while uh, procedure where you, where you look inside the, uh, the tummy of the patient, um, you want to look at the lining, you want to see if there are ulcers there. And then you can have special x-rays, we call them like barium mills, okay? And then you have tests you can do to try to find out if they have the bacteria I talked about er earlier. So these are the main, you know, uh, tests you can do if you want to make sure, uh, you know, confirm the diagnosis of ulcers in people. Okay, let's... Um 
I bring our attention now yeah. to the treatment. What treatment is available for peptic ulcer? Um, there are, you know, quite a number of treatments. You can do a lifestyle, non-medical um, treatment for them, and then also you can have, you know, drugs for them. Uh, for the drugs, there are drugs that can reduce the ulcer, drugs that can help, you know, the lining of the stomach to protect it better. Um, so there are quite a number of drugs that are very affordable, useful, you know, and um, if, uh, you know, very efficacious that people can use. So we can, you know, by the time you go to the pharmacist or you go to the clinic, uh, I mean, do, you know, there are drugs they can give you. I don't think we might so much go into detail the type of drugs, uh, but there are drugs that are effective that can cure the, the ulcer. Okay, so um, I, I seem to know a lot of people who have managed ulcer for a long yeah. time. Why is that so when uh, you've said there are drugs that can cure the ulcer? Yeah, because most of the time uh, people have pain in the chest and then they conclude they have ulcers without these investigations. So um, studies have shown that up to 70% or more of the time, they are not ulcers. By the time you go do the endoscopy, you don't see ulcers. But meanwhile, the person is complaining of pain. So he complains of pain and feels that, okay, it's ulcer, and then starts taking um, ulcer medication. So that's where, uh, for example, someone has a pain, you've given the drug, he's not responding, then the property is to check, you know, do the endoscopy and to be sure that uh, they have the ulcers and then, you know, effective treatment. So most of the time we call them non-ulcer or functional dyspepsia. That means they have pain that is not ulcer. Mm. So for those ones, they don't need ulcer treatment. So there are people who actually take ulcer medication without a diagnosis? A lot of them. A lot of them. Are there any dietary or lifestyle changes that you would advise uh, people who suffer from this disease to adopt? Um, We talked about alcohol. We talked about smoking. Uh, These are two big um, things people can, you know, prevent, um, can do to prevent, um, you know, having ulcers. Um, Lifestyle issues again, exercise, eating well. And this will go a long way preventing ulcers. People, some people are under so much stress, uh, they don't eat properly. So uh, you have increased acid secretion in their, you know, in their system. So once people, once they are able to uh, take care of these things, it will go a long way in helping to reduce ulcer formations. Okay, so we should eat regularly yeah. um, in order to prevent ulcers. How affordable and effective are the medications for peptic ulcer? Well, the medications, as I said earlier, they are very effective. Um, they are valuable. Better ones are coming in the market all the time. Um, they are affordable. Um, of course, they are, you know, they are newer agents. The newer ones are much costlier than the, the, the previous ones, but they are, they are affordable and um, they are, you know, they are very efficative, efficacious. They can help, you know, clear the ulcer and, you know, promote healing. Mm-hmm. So once people have ulcers, they don't have to, you know, bear with the pain. It can be diagnosed and treated properly. How common is this disease? Well, it's, as I said earlier on, a lot of people have pain in the chest and then assume it's, you know, it's also. But by the time you do the endoscopy, you find that most people, 70% and above, don't have ulcers. You know, it may be something else related, you know, um, causing the ulcer. So that's why people need to, you know, uh, be properly, thoroughly checked before taking uh, medications. If not, they just abuse drugs or ulcers. So it's, it's pretty common in our society. It's unfortunate. It seems poverty can even cause ulcer. It's possible. <laughs> very, very possible. Oh, boy. All right, this is the NASCO Moments radio talk show, and uh, we're talking about peptic ulcer disease, 
today causes treatment options and prevention now we have some more uh, questions we'd like our doctor to uh, tell us about answer when we come back from this break please stay tuned Flavor you may need. Yes, Quinasco quality biscuits. So crunchy and so creamy. Yes, Quinasco quality biscuits. It's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, Quinasco. away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. Welcome back. You are on to your favorite Nasco moment show. Our guest today has been Dr. Joshua Sule, a consultant family physician with the Joss University Teaching Hospital. We have so far discussed the causes and treatment of peptic ulcer disease. This last segment of the show will focus on the misconceptions surrounding the disease and how it can be prevented. Now, um, first we'd like to ask, is it true that pepper or hot meals aggravate uh, ulcers? Yeah, it's, um, it's true that spices or you know, hot spices can, hot meal spices can aggravate ulcers. But it's not in every situation. There are people that can take it and don't feel anything. So we individualize the treatment. So we say if you know that uh, spice, you know, or hot meals aggravate your ulcers or your pain, then stay off. Whatever you know that aggravates the pain, you, you leave you stay off those things. Okay, but what if uh, actually peppers uh, or spicy foods, if you don't have an ulcer or maybe you eat those spicy foods, you don't know if you have ulcer or not, and it still aggravates uh, uh, your stomach, does it? naturally lead you to think that you have ulcer? Yeah, some people may naturally feel they have ulcers, but in those in those circumstances, you want to still avoid the, um, the spicy food and see how it goes. Mm. If you avoid and you feel better, then you know that, you know, that's the, um, you know, the reason why you have the pain. But some people, even with avoidance, still have the pain. For those ones, they need to go, you know, see the doctor so that they can make um, proper investigations. Okay. Um, Please clear any misconceptions you may have heard people have about this disease. Yeah, um, one of the things I think people need to know is that there are other causes of pain in the chest. Uh, in fact, if you have pain in the chest, one of the main things we want to be sure of is not pain from the heart. You know, so people that have a pending heart attack, you know, we we'll call it myocardial infarction, they can have pain in the chest. You can have pain as a result of gallbladder disease. Pain from you know the esophagus, the gullet. You can have pain from the great vessels in your chest. So once you have pain in your chest, it's not ulcer. It's not always ulcer. You can have other things causing the pain. So it's very important to find out what it is that is causing the pain. Every pain in the you know in the chest is not equal to ulcer, because so many people feel once you have pain, you know it's ulcer and they keep taking also drugs. Meanwhile, they have completely different problems. You know, so I think it's important for us to, to know that. Well, so how is it that you have a sore in your stomach or in yeah. your intestine and mm -hmm. then you feel the pain in your chest? Well, it's basically the way we are formed um, embryologically. 
uh, because of the structures, you know, there are certain, you know, um, structures that come from a particular area and then the, the pain is referred to certain areas. So, for example, structures that develop from the upper part of the body tend to, you know, localize their pain to the center of the chest. So that's why we have those structures, you know, having pain in the chest. So if you have pain, the, you know, a trained person needs to help you sort what the pain, what the cause of that pain is, because it can be a number of causes for the pain. Mm. All right. Uh, what do people need to do in order to prevent this disease? Okay, as we've said earlier on, smoking, um, avoid smoking, alcohol, um, be careful with painkillers, especially, you know, elderly people, um, good lifestyle, you know, um, exercise, eating well, um, you know, spicy foods, especially for people that, um, you know, have problems with them. Once you avoid those ones, it reduces your, you know, your chances of getting ulcer disease. What are your, maybe there are more things you would like our listener to know about this peptic ulcer, ulcer uh, disease. What more should they know as uh, we end this discussion? Yes, um, there is the chest pain as I talked about. Um, the technical term for it is dyspepsia. That means pain, you know, in your chest. There are other causes for it. You can have, for example, a reflux of acid. Uh, you can have the ulcer causing the, you know, the chest pain. So I think the main thing people need, need to know is that um, pain in the chest, you know, can be caused by a lot of things. You know, and um, it shouldn't be just one way, also, also, all the time. Uh, and then they now start taking also medications, exposing themselves to drugs and complications of drugs they, they don't even need in the first place. So, as I said again, that people need to be careful about medications and then, you know, go to the hospital, meet a healthcare provider to help them sort through the symptoms to find out is it heart, is it, you know, um, gallbladder, where or whatever is causing the pain, so that you know appropriate uh, treatment can be given. So I think that's the main lesson. I think people should uh, should go home with. Mm. Do not self-medicate and yeah. seek the proper medical attention from uh, uh, professionals. Thank you very much, Dr. Joshua Sube. So he is a consultant, family physician with the Joss University Teaching Hospital, and um, he has told us all that we need to know about peptic ulcers on the program today. We trust that you have gained invaluable knowledge and have been made more aware of the causes, treatment options, and steps to prevent the disease of peptic ulcer from taking root in the first place. We end today's episode of the show at this moment. Join Facebook, join www.facebook.com slash NASCO group to find out more about the program. You can also uh, follow the Twitter handle at NASCO Group. You can send as well any feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now to the NASCO Moments trivia question. What is the name of the acid that causes peptic ulcer disease? Send the correct answer via text to the number 0805-774-7777. Remember to write your name and location. Uh, the winner will be contacted and told how to claim the promised prize of a gift basket of assorted NASCO products. We have two winners from last week's trivia question, which was, 
What is the name of the world's first baby to be conceived by IVF? The answer is Louise Brown, and the winners are Ebe Emanuel from Rukuba Road and Taibat Shitu from Basa. Big congratulations to you. You will be contacted to receive your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO, and it was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and content development, Tolu Bakari, Ignatius Usa, and Harun Audu. Production coordinators, Solomon Audu, Tolu Bakari, and Ignatius Usa. I'm Hudun Gyan. Stay out of trouble, be conscious of your health, because health is wealth. Join us again next week.